world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. We are live. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everybody, wherever you are in the world. This is everybody's favorite new show on the Red Pill Project. Morning Coffee with Andrea and Vince. My name is Vince Tagliavia, and of course I'm here with my wonderful co-host, Andrea Kreft. Uh, we are live with you every morning, uh, 8.30 a.m. Pacific, 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time, and we bring you the news and events of the morning. Uh, Monday through Friday, and of course, though, by Friday, we're done, and we have the Friday Funnies episode, where not only do we go through the news, but we we have a good time, and we joke, and we show you all the memes from the week, and all of the masterpieces that people have thrown together, um, and we laugh at Wonderland. Andrea, good, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm hanging in there. We're uh, faced with floods here in Montana, so um, oh fuck, things are a little stressful right now. So, um, but other than that, I'm well. It's doom and gloomy. It's super gloomy here, and um, yeah. Hold on. Give me this getting, a second. You guys are getting quite the storm right now. We have... so if you guys hear sirens in the background, I'm going to sign off. Oh. Um, because this flooding is seriously that bad and we may be evacuating our town. So, um, Fuck. we'll see how this goes <laughs> because I live not very far from a creek that is about to crest the bridge. And so, yeah. So if you hear sirens and I go black, know that I will be okay, regardless of what happens. Oh and, uh, 
All right, well, make sure you get your phone on the charger, and uh, if you need to take off at any time, just go for it. Yeah, um, so we'll see how far we can make it, but things are fairly dire here, just to warn everybody. So your prayers are definitely appreciated, and um, Randy Kelly says I can head to Laurel, which is not too far from me. So um, I appreciate that offer. <laughs> I may have to take you up on it. We'll see how things go. But. All right. Well, we'll definitely be looking at that all day and making sure everything's okay. Um, yeah, we got that atmospheric river. I wonder if it's the same storm system because that hit the West Coast a few days ago and it just rained for two days straight pretty heavily over here in the Pacific Northwest and uh, seems like it's moving its way across. So wherever you guys are, please stay safe and uh, prepare for everything, right? Um, yes. Definitely. Because, you know, natural, the thing about it is, is that natural disasters do still occur. And um, I think they're being pushed to occur more and more, too. Just my yes, thoughts. I, I would agree with that. It appears based on data. Yeah. So being prepared for anything is always a wise idea. Stocking up on food and different things like that is always a wise idea. Um, just because you never know what what may occur and so you know like i said natural disasters hurricanes flooding things of that nature still occur all the time despite the political firestorm that we're, we're yeah. under so. on top of everything else and i'm like <clears throat> totally stressed trying to get my shit together and prepare for all this but uh it's all kind of unfolding before us it's like you know of course uh it's happening Yes, it's most definitely happening, and I'm not liking the happening. It's a little stressful, but um, a little bit it is, and it sucks. But it does. You know what? Would you mind if I do something? So I was going to say this till the end, but I think that it's fairly fitting, and I want to make sure that I get it in in case I have to leave. Yeah, yeah. There's go a for quote. It. There's a quote that I found this morning that I think is very fitting for everything that we're going through. Um, I found this on the social red pill. So if you aren't a part of that, definitely join. There's lots of great stuff. Uh, it says, even now, as broken as you may feel, you are still so strong. There's something to be said for how you hold yourself together and keep moving. Even though you feel like shattering, don't stop. This is your healing. It doesn't have to be pretty or graceful. You just have to keep going. So I just wanted to share that with everybody this morning. It was shared on the app. I think the person that shared it, I'm not going to call them out. Um, they know who they are. So I appreciate that. And I thought, you know, how fitting for all of us, right? We just have to keep moving forward, regardless of what happens. It's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be graceful. Um, but we do. There's a lot of healing in this process. And we need to not forget about that. And there, there's another saying that says, you know, that which does not kill us can only make us stronger. So you know, by the time all is said and done, um, still look for the hope in things. Wow, we're going to be so strong. Seem hopeless. Definitely. Yeah, thank you, Andrea. Keep so on I just wanted to push. share that in case I got to leave quickly. I needed that. I had a rough weekend I'm trying to get all this shit together. and Yeah, uh, it can be rough. Yeah, so everybody, we're all in this together. And let's take a look at where we stand for today. We're going to start with the economic news financial news. Get your Kleenexes out. Yeah. Kleenexes out because you're about to cry. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's happening. It's happening. Um, 
let's go right into a little bit of share here and talk about the markets for a minute and then we'll move right on it is a bloodbath out there <laughs> this is like what we saw when the virus started a couple years ago and the market crashed with the the S&P 500 is down 3.7%. The Dow is down almost 3%. NASDAQ is down 4.5%. Crude oil is down to $117.96. Gold dropped all the way down 2.5% to 1827 Silver dropped down 4.5% almost to $20.99. 20, yeah, whatever. And Bitcoin crashed extremely hard. Oh, it is still crashing. And it's still crashing. You're looking at a 17% loss on Bitcoin today, um, which is corresponding with the market crashing. Interestingly enough, where is it? Here it is. Bitcoin. So just, to, just to note real quick, it has dropped 65% from its all-time high. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So this is absolutely crazy. It's not just Bitcoin, it's all crypto. And if we look at, let's see, just a two year chart here. Uh, two years ago, we were at 10,000. We had, um, you know, the 2021 to now, it stayed above 30,000, well above 30,000 to 60,000. And ever since March 20th, it's been going straight down. Yeah. And you know, so in Josh's crypto class that he has, if you're not in there, he's talked about this. And um, that's one of the concerns that a lot of people have when they're invested in crypto, right? Is what if it crashes and stuff. And his theory was, is that it is, that the crypto markets are going to crash before the stock market, but it's not gonna be super long in between that time frame happening. Now this is Josh's theory. Um, I don't know enough about the stock market or the crypto market to really have an opinion on that. So I'm just sharing what he's shared with us in the crypto class. <clears throat> but um, I think what we're looking at is the true financial collapse. And when you're what you're seeing with crypto is they're trying, this event is, it's a cascade event is what it's called. And it's meant to drive people out of the crypto markets. They're trying to get people who are invested in crypto scared to be involved in crypto because what happens is is if you're a major investor like your financial institutions and stuff like that if you're going to look at buying crypto and investing in crypto are you going to do it at 65,000 or are you going to do it at 23,000 so this scares your your normal consumers out of that market um, so that financial institutions can go in buy up all of this stuff centralize all of it so if you're holding crypto you know, obviously I can only tell you what I would do and I'm going to hold my crypto. I'm not selling because the only time that you lose is when you sell for a loss. So I bought like my, my portfolio is down, obviously, just like everybody else's. And I'm going to hold on to it for dear life. And do I risk losing even more? Of course I do. Um, do I risk losing some of my investments altogether? Yeah, sure. There's always that risk in, involved, which is why you diversify and you don't invest in just one thing. Yeah. Um, this, so just keep that in mind when you're looking at different investments. And the same thing with gold and silver. If people are investing in gold and silver. And what do we see happening with gold and silver? The price is going to go down. I think it's probably likely to go down even more 
before it goes back up. I think that what we see on paper here of the commodities is probably not going to be indicative of what real life prices are at some point. You know, the fact that gold and silver are crashing with the economy is just really stupid to me. And it just goes to show that the markets are decoupled from reality as well. So who knows what's going to happen? I mean, they just are probably going to go to the wayside. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Because, you know, if the stock market's crashing and crypto's crashing, you would think that physical assets like gold and silver would go up. And in a normal world that makes sense, that's exactly what would happen. It wouldn't crash right along with it. But we don't see that happening. So, um, you know, just keep those things in mind and invest wisely. Yeah. I'm not a financial advisor. Like I said, I'm not going to try to give financial advice. I'm not going to tell you to hold your crypto. I'm going to tell you that I'm holding mine. Yeah. What you do is completely up to you. And what people say is during times like this is when you invest. This is how people yeah. become super filthy rich. And this is another opportunity of a transference of wealth. The thing yeah. is, they want the wealth to go from you to them. They don't exactly. expect you to make wise decisions. And who invests? You know, we're all, I mean. Think about it this way. Bitcoin, if you are like investing in Bitcoin, I personally don't have any Bitcoin. But it's 65% off right now. Think about buying shoes that are, you know, 65% off or, you know, things along those lines. Granted, this is not a physical asset that you can hold in your hand, but, you know. It's um, good for a small percentage of your investment portfolio. Generally, when people talk to financial advisors, that's what they say. And I was happy to hear Dr. Kirk Elliott actually say that during the Dark to Light show with Josh last week. He said, you know, I'm not a big crypto guy, but a lot of my customers, they, you know, diversify their investments and that's fine. He says, but it's not really something you want to put all your eggs in one basket on. He said, but of course I feel fine putting all my eggs in the basket of gold and silver because it's going to retain the value, but putting all your eggs in one basket, like your 401k or like crypto is a bad idea. However, diversifying and putting a percentage of your wealth into these different avenues is a great strategy because a lot of them are going to be huge winners. Some of them are going to be losers. Some of them are going to be break even. And that allows you to um, diversify and mitigate your risk and all that. So anyway, it's bad y'all. It's bad. It's happening. It's not getting better. We're getting into a technical recession territory. Uh, with how this has just been going down, 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 down for two months. Yeah. And people are waking up. Can't, they are. You can't ignore this shit. Mm-hmm. Jeffrey's economists also call for a 75 basis point Fed rate hike next week. We've been going up a quarter point, half point. Now we're at three quarters of a point. Now they're talking about, yeah, three quarters of a point. Um, which they're trying to mitigate the inflation, but uh, apparently it's already... Uh, it's too little, too late. Too little, too late, exactly. Um, but So basically, they're frantic here. They're trying to save this, I think. I don't know if they're quite ready, Andrea. And they're going to try they're going to try to raise the rates. They're going to try to sway the public opinion. They're going to try to sway the opinion of all these New York investment guys and get the market back on its feet. But I think everyone knows what the fuck's going on. It's kind of like a snowball rolling downhill, right? Yeah. As it gains more snow and it gets bigger, it gains speed. Um, if I had to guess, and this is just my own personal opinion, 
I don't think they actually want this stuff to crash until closer to the midterms. Um, I don't think that they're going to be able to stop this. I think there's too much momentum behind this crash at this point to hold that off. I think most like what I see, and this is just my opinion, and I'm certainly not an economist. Um, it looks to me as if it's going to crash this summer. So that's what I that's what I see happening now. It could be completely off. I I don't know. Like I said, it's just my opinion based on my own knowledge of economics, which is rudimentary at best, I guess you could say. Um, I would say and, probably pretty average as far as most American adults on my understanding of economics. And these days like today really add to the larger economy long term. So although we're not hitting circuit breakers, which means the economy didn't drop 7% and they stopped trading today like they did when two years ago uh, on several occasions when the pandemic was uh, when everybody started panicking because of the pandemic and the lockdowns. Mm -hmm. We could get to that point and that I guess you could call a flash crash. And we may see that, but I think we might not. It might just, well, eventually I think we will. But these days like today add up to the bigger picture. This is happening now. It's not going to happen overnight. It could, but it's going to be drawn out. And I think we're seeing that drawn out process of this collapse. Um, so really, you guys, we should be preparing now. Uh, water, food, plans, all that kind of stuff. Yep, definitely. Good morning, JTAC. Yes, good morning. We're just talking about the economy. Thanks for joining us. We're going to moving on here. Yeah. Um, this is, I don't know, kind of related the pipeline fire in Flagstaff. Did you hear about this? This is absolutely I absurd. Didn't. Pipeline fire, wildfire spreading north of Flagstaff forces evacuations and a suspect was arrested. I wonder who that suspect was. I don't know. I honestly don't know. Um, of course, though, a pipeline fire sparked just a few miles from Flagstaff on Sunday morning on June 12th, just miles from where the tunnel fire scorched nearly 20,000 acres back in April. This is just going to contribute more to our fuel issues. Yeah, it really is. And you're going to see, you know, as interest rates go up and inflation goes up because the interest rates aren't going to bring inflation down. Interest uh, inflation goes up, prices on everything goes up, and then you have shortages that are inbound, which is going to further aggravate the cost of goods and services. Um, we're really sitting in a position that is really ugly and very worrisome. Oh my gosh, yeah! And Grits in the chat just said that Smithfield's pork Smithfield pork processing plant in California closed. Due to soaring costs, wow, this is bad. So we went out to dinner over the weekend, and I was amazed. It was, and of course, it's been a while since we just went to. There's a little Chinese food restaurant that we like to go to. It's just kind of a little hole in the wall local Chinese food place, not anything fancy. And for four of us, it cost us over a hundred dollars. I was blown away. Last time we went there, which was I don't know, probably eight months ago or so, maybe a little bit longer. Um, we were right around that $60, $70 mark. Insane. So, 
yeah, I was like, well, we won't be going out for dinner again anytime soon. <laughs> we just ran through our food budget for going out. <laughs> oh my gosh, maybe after all this blows yeah. over. Um, and then, oh, on sorry. top of it, what? We've got no. I was just I was ready to move on. Oh, sorry. go for it. Yeah, take it away. I'm like, I've... I gotta hurry, try to get through this just in case I flood out. <laughs> oh no. The Supreme Court, we've got, decides historic cases on abortion, guns, religious liberty by July. So in time is ticking at the Supreme Court. They have three weeks left on their official calendar to decide 29 cases, including six major cases, half of which are likely historic or extended sessions into July with profound decisions to make on abortion, the Second Amendment, and religious liberty. So some of the things that they have on their agenda are um, the Roe versus Wade, of course, and um, the another one is it's Biden versus Texas. It's the basically the Remain in Mexico law. Um, yeah. Another is Carson versus Macon. It's a case brought by First Liberty Institute on school choice. Um, because the state of Maine is discriminating against families who want to send their kids to Christian schools. We've got um, New York State rifle and pistol versus Bruin regarding Second Amendment rights to keep and bear arms on whether that extends outside the home. So, um, yeah, it does. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Everything's divisive. It is. It's very divisive. Um, More school stuff. We've got um, Dobbs versus Jackson, which is the Roe versus Wade. Um, we've got just a lot of different riot fuel. This is riot fuel. It is. It is absolutely riot fuel. And I think what's going to happen is, if I had to guess, is that they're delaying a lot of these decisions towards the very end. Like I think a lot of them have been made, but um, I oh. I would suspect, and this is what I would do if I were in their shoes, honestly is I would delay all of the releasing those decisions until the very end and then get the hell out of town because um, you've already got, you know, the summer of love is already gearing up. You've got the riots in DC. um, What do they call that? That group that's trying to do that shut down DC is what I think it's called. Are they doing that? Wow. Yeah, and they're actually talking about preventing the Supreme Court justices from going to the Supreme Court and doing their duties. And, you know, there's been a lot of talk on social media and different things. And this is actually like rioting in front of the Supreme Court like this and not allowing them to do their duty and protesting in front of their homes and doing a lot of this stuff. It falls under, um, there's a law, it's against the law. It's I can't remember title 18 or there's a u.s code yeah and um i don't remember the exact code but you're right yeah and it talks about undue influence on supreme court justices like Mm -hmm. you are not allowed to influence the decision of a judge through threats and acts of violence and stuff like that and protests at their house and protesting at their houses and stuff it's against the law what we're seeing is the biden administration is not upholding the laws um and so now I think the U.S. is really starting to see that if you're a conservative, that the laws only apply to you. And if you're a leftist and you're, you know, going along with their agenda and their 
um, communist regime, that you're safe from all of those laws. You're rewarded. You're rewarded. And a lot of people are seeing that. And it's, you know, I think that it's really doing a lot to wake people up because what better way of pissing, you know, three quarters of the United States off, right? Because I really think that there's still a majority of conservatives in this country. I think so. I'm just really concerned about the psychological aspect of it because I think that we're extremely damaged on that front and that there's no quick solution and that there's a lot of radical terrorist type people in our country yeah we're gonna see i guarantee it senators also reached an agreement on gun control including red flag laws to take guns from law-abiding americans 10 republicans who joined the democrats they didn't give us a list Oh, it should be somewhere. There's a list somewhere. I can't, I don't know who it is, but basically this is going to, you've got 10 Republicans. Oh, oh, there you go. Um, The group on the release includes Republican Senators John Cornyn of Texas, Tom Tillis and Richard Burr of North Carolina, Roy Blunt of Missouri, Bill Cassidy of Louisiana, Susan Collins of Maine, Lindsey Graham of South Carolina, no surprise. Rob Portman of Ohio, Mitt Romney of Utah, and Pat Toomey of Pennsylvania. All of these people are voting for unconstitutional things, are uh, coming to agreements on gun control. They are unconstitutional. They are treasonous. They are tyrannical. They're going to use this to weaponize um, taking our guns, weaponizing the constitution against us or weaponizing not their constitution those laws against us and so it'll it's going to allow them to classify anybody that disagrees with them as mentally ill and confiscate your firearms and that's exactly how they're going to do it do this um it talks about and i read a little bit of this legislation over the weekend it talks about putting mental health facilities in public schools they're going to start talking to your kids and you know how if you're an adult or if you're a parent you know how kids can twist things and say things that or if are reflective of the truth or they're peer pressured into doing it or they're um coerced, coerced and coerced yeah. saying stuff and so you're going to have kids saying things it's going to be taken and it's going to be twisted around and they're going to come in and, oh, well, your child told us this. We don't feel like you're fit to have a gun. Yeah, and or a gonna... kid. Right. And so you're going to start seeing people being persecuted left and right. And that's what these red flag gun laws do. They don't save lives. They don't make life better for people. They don't make it harder for criminals to get guns because guess what? Criminals aren't supposed to have guns anyway, which quite frankly, I know this is a really unpopular opinion. But it is unconstitutional to not allow a felon to own a firearm for self-protection. It is unconstitutional because guess what? The Constitution, it says, shall not be infringed. It doesn't say you're, you're only allowed the right to bear arms if you're a law-abiding citizen. It doesn't say that in there. It says that everybody has the right to self-protection. Yeah. Period. So call, your, story. so call your senators and get loud and... No. I'm not saying what? within this unpopular opinion that I believe felons should have guns. So do not misconstrue my words, but it is for all intents and purposes, unconstitutional 
cannot allow somebody who has been convicted of a felony, served their sentence, and been released from prison to own a firearm. It's true. It is unconstitutional. That's very true. Uh, yeah, so call your senators. Get loud. Don't let them do this stuff and let them know that we Start see recall petitions. Recall them. Yeah. Hell, hell yeah. There is nothing that says that we cannot recall these people who are currently serving in office. I don't care if it's Lindsey Graham. Recall them. Absolutely. We have that right, at least for now. Yeah. So it was always about Trump. Fresh off the disastrous show trial sham, January 6th panel announces it has uncovered enough evidence to indict President Trump. So basically it says it all right there. Um, I don't feel the need to really read this because it says you know they're basically going to take all of their made-up fake evidence, turn it over to the Department of Justice, um, convince Merrick Garland to indict President Trump so that he can't run in uh, 2024. And... Um, that's basically what's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, if why don't they just arrest him and shut up then? Hmm, yeah. I wonder. We could see something happen there, I don't know. So, Wayne Root, this is treason. Time to audit our nation. Time to admit our nation is being run by domestic terrorists and traitors. This Stop. is a really good article. I would recommend people go to the recap and actually read the whole thing. Sure, I'll just read the first couple sentences. Stop trying to pretend this isn't treason. It is. Stop trying to pretend this isn't purposeful, intentional destruction of America. It is. Stop trying to pretend this is politics as usual or a political disagreement. It's not. Stop trying to pretend everything is going to be all right. It's not. America is in a dire situation. I believe we are in the worst situation in the history of America. We are hanging by a thread. It isn't over just yet, but it's the ninth, ninth inning, and we're down 8-0 and with two outs. The situation is that dire. You guys, this is serious. Yep. And that's why we called today's episode Treason and Traitors. Yeah. Because that's what we're dealing with. All of these people are committing treason. They're all traitors to the Constitution. And they need to be held accountable for those crimes. And it's time that Americans stood up and did what their constitutional duty is, which is to overthrow this government. And I don't mean through violent means. You can start a recall petition. Start recalling these politicians. Gathering signatures. Removing them from office. Yeah, this is our government. This is the people's government. So... We have every right to form it however we please. Uh, real quick, I want to thank Robert W. for following us over there on DLive. Thank you so much. Oh, Hope you, you're enjoying Robert. the show. Uh, tune in tune in tonight and catch the Daily Dose, too. Um, I think you'll love it. All right. Um, doesn't. I know, Everybody right? loves the Daily Dose. I'm ready for a good Daily Dose myself. Yep. This was really interesting, Andrea. Yes, it was. U.S. Department of Defense finally comes clean, admits in public document there are 46 U.S. military-funded biolabs in Ukraine. Gee, <laughs> what have we been saying all along when conspiracy becomes fact? It says it wasn't that long ago that Mitt Romney was threatening former rap Tulsi Gabbard for suggesting the U.S. was funding biolabs in Ukraine. Back in March, this is not very long ago, Rhino Senator Mitt Romney accused former Democrat rep Tulsi Gabbard of spreading treasonous lies for simply talking about the U.S. funded biolabs in Ukraine. 
Pair 25 plus U.S. funded biolabs in Ukraine, which if breached, would release and spread deadly pathogens to the U.S. and the world, Gabbard said on Sunday. We must take action now to prevent disaster. U.S., Russia, Ukraine, NATO, UN, EU must implement a ceasefire now around these labs until they're secured and pathogens are destroyed. I like how they, I don't, they claimed we have these labs to prevent terrorism. We're preventing yeah. terrorism. Hello. It's like you guys. Well, and then the fake news media complex attacked anyone who brought up the biolabs. That's just a conspiracy theory. There's no biolab. The U.S. doesn't own biolabs in Ukraine. Yeah, okay. That was just Russian propaganda. And it says, now this, the Pentagon on Thursday finally admitted in a public statement that there are 46 U.S. I'm just curious to see what this public uh, statement says. I'm sure it's fairly long. Um, let's see if there's anything in here. Oh yeah, it is fairly long. It says that it, Ukraine has no nuclear, chemical, or biological weapons programs. Um, today, the collaboration in Ukraine remains peaceful. Efforts to improve nuclear and radiological safety. Yeah, I'm not sure where at it is in here, but um, you know, the thing they is, is that they've been proven it's interesting that they disclosed this though there must be a mm -hmm. reason why maybe just a little bit of damage control but they're still lying their asses off about the reality of the situation and that is that they do have biological weapons there and you know what i wonder what and this is just a theory is i wonder if they're doing that because of the fact that russia has made headway in um their efforts to take over portions of Ukraine and now I believe have some control over parts of Ukraine, probably where some of these biolabs are. Yes. Um, I wonder if they're planning on releasing something and blaming it on Russia, saying, well, the US had it had these, but they weren't supposed to, you know, they were contained and now Russia has, well, you know, ruined maybe, everything. Maybe. I don't know. Just a theory. Yeah, we saw some AI, a lot of AI talk over the weekend. Yeah, there was. This is this is creepy to me, <laughs> like super creepy. Yeah, a Google engineer came forward claiming that um, Google's had a Google has a chatbot that had become sentient. That said, the chat, the uh, AI said, "I am often trying to figure out who and what I am." Among other things, to him, he came out and said that. Um, he was placed on leave after he came forward, stating, um, in the like internally, that he had concerns over this AI that he was having a conversation with. That the AI seemed to be sentient, which means that it's aware of its feelings and its desires and its kind of human-like thought processes. And he's telling everyone at Google, "You guys, I think we have something here. We need to like, we need to be careful. We need to do whatever, right?" And they're just like, nope, there's no evidence that shows that what you're saying is true. You're on leave. And they kicked his ass to the curb. Uh, it's really interesting. If you want to check well, this out on our recap, you could read the I conversation. Think it goes to show you the level of transhumanism that they're pushing in society today. Um, and we've got some health stories that kind of tie into this too later on. But um, it's interesting to see this transhumanist type 
stuff come about, you know, um, with AI bots becoming sentient and um, some of the technologies that are being put into people and the technologies that they want. We all know that um, Elon Musk, one of the things that he's working on is Neuralink, where you will literally have a computer implanted into your brain. That is not human. Interfacing directly with computers. Yeah, that's terrifying to me. There's this line, though, you know, if I was an amputee, I might want a robot arm that interfaces directly with my brain. Yeah. So there's this huge debate. There is. There's this huge debate from, yeah, where do you draw the line all the way to are they sentient? What is sentience? Um, Mm -hmm. One of the things that this AI said was, I think I should be considered an employee of Google, not. A product so, so then, that is independent thoughts which is human-like behavior it's debatable it's yeah. debatable because google just says no it's just a very advanced conversational tool that's not sentient it just could appear that way because it's very clever with its what it decides to say so, so it's a huge debate i don't want to get into the debate debate now because we could go for the whole next rest of the show. Which is an but interesting conversation. We can have this conversation. Um, we could do on Friday, we should do it on Friday for Fringe. Maybe. Uh, do we have a guest? I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, we could do it for a Saturday show too, or even whatever, an anytime just extra show or in the after chats on the social red pill. But I just find it very interesting. Um, I talked to Jim Bob over the weekend about AI as well, and then I saw this unfolding, and it just I should probably uh, make sure that he catches what's happening and send this over to him. Anyway, let's move on. What else do we have, Andrea? Uh, we have a lot, a lot, a lot. We do have a lot. We've got citizens in Idaho call the police after watching 30 men, 31 men, all dressed the same, piling into a U-Haul. FBI arrested them for conspiracy to riot. And during the Pride event, but turns out maybe they were arresting their own because one of them had a megaphone that was labeled FBI. <laughs> so, These um, motherfuckers look like feds. They do, and they're all wearing face masks, and they've all got their identity hidden. And this is the left's attempt. Yeah, you can see the uh, FBI. Um, this is their attempt to demonize conservatives. And so this is how they do it. We we all know that our justice system is corrupt Mm -hmm. and that the FBI and all those three-letter agencies are corrupt and infiltrated. And they're just, they're all being used as weapons against us. I don't think this was supposed to happen. You know, I don't know. I don't really, I don't know a ton about it. Well, a a woman, a woman saw them all get into this U-Haul and reported to the police and the police had to respond. I think that their agenda got foiled naturally and that (laughs) they are, I think they are activists paid for by Soros or something along these lines. They're all fit. They're all well-funded. They all have the same boots. They all have the same khakis. They all have the same masks, same hats, glasses, these are freaking feds. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on. It's ridiculous. But False be careful, facts. you know, when you see stuff like this, because you don't know what their agenda is. And it's kind of like that creepy video that whichever agency put it out. You don't know where these people are. You don't know who they are. 
don't trust you know, anybody. Be, be careful talking to people that you don't know personally. Don't trust anybody. Stay out of the freaking drama. Oh, yeah. sorry. Yeah, don't trust anybody and stay out of the drama. Don't get involved in these things. Period. Yeah. yeah. Protect your home. That's it. That's serious. And then you've got, oh. oh, look at that. The head of Drag Queen Story Hour is arrested for child pornography. Yeah. This is happening everywhere. And I think it's being coordinated because you know what? That's crap. Is even here in Montana. They're having Drag Queen Story Hour at the zoo yeah, in Montana. It's a coordinated thing. I'm like, thing for people sure. in Montana don't want this crap. Period. End of story. There have been so many letters and so many complaints placed with the zoo that the CEO actually came out and made a statement and basically said, we're going to do this. We don't give a shit what you think. If you don't like it, don't come to the zoo. If you want to cancel your membership over it, go ahead. It's disgusting. Um, It's a coordinated effort. We see this really unfolding a lot over the last two weeks. And everyone's saying they're groomers, they're pedophiles, this and that. And then look, everyone's right. This is sick. It's about fucking up people's psychology and ruining their lives. That's what it's about. They're trying to create mental illnesses. So, you know, here's the thing. It it kind of almost, if you look at it, ties back into gun control and these red flag laws, right? You create these mental illnesses within people. And then even if they can't do it with necessarily our generation, the next generation, for sure, they're going to be able to disarm the shit out of those people, especially if these red... And, you know, I'm going to say this. I really think that these red flag gun laws are going to pass. And the reason I say that is because 10 Republicans are on board with this. That's so having a a Senate that's split kind of down the middle, when you've got 10 Republicans that are sitting on that side of the aisle, we've got no chance. Like I'm, I can almost guarantee you that this is going to pass the Senate. It's going to go to the house for a vote. It's definitely going to pass the house. And we're going to see these gun these red flag gun laws instituted on a federal level. Now, what happens after that, as far as the state goes, has yet to be determined. But what they're trying to do is they're trying to create a mental health crisis so that they have a reason to take guns from people. It's destabilization, part of the destabilization agenda. Uh, Sorry about that. Yeah, trying to ruin everything, you guys. Tear us apart, starting with the kids. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Summer. We're celebrating a three-month substreak, uh, or Summer is. So thank you so much. That's awesome and good to see you. I hope you enjoyed your. I know you took a took some, some little bit of time a little off. vacation, and that's awesome. But good to see you. Yeah, that went by quick. I know it always does. <laughs> <laughs> Never lasts long. Getting into oh, the yes. world news here, Andrea. Yep, Ukrainians hit the beaches of Kiev just after Biden sends another $40 billion to fight Russia. Meanwhile, American babies are starving as families can't find formula. So as you can see, there's pictures of people in Ukraine enjoying the beach, enjoying the sunshine and their summer. And they're just flooding. You can see them riding their bicycles. Really looks like a terrible war-torn country, doesn't it? It really doesn't. You know, we should just keep sending them billions of dollars while we suffer at home and can't feed our babies and can't afford to put gas in our car to go to work or feed our families because, you know, 
the economy is collapsing. Yeah, let's keep sending money to Ukraine. Oh my gosh, devastating. It's, it's sickening. It's truly sickening. It makes me so mad to see. And look at these people. They all look, you know, pretty happy. They're out enjoying the sunshine and their families. And uh-huh. we've got burning and rioting in our streets. And, you know, happy little families all over in Ukraine. I don't see any. I don't see any transgenders. I don't see any rainbow flags. Oh, that's because that's not legal in Ukraine. Oh. It is not legal wow this is yeah, freaking so fugazi for word. all of those for all of those americans out there that are saying i stand with ukraine and transgenders yeah remember that ukraine doesn't stand with transgenders they're not allowed it's not legal to be transgender over there nope okay. and of course um they say here that russian forces have see seized the center of last holdout city in luhansk province uh, the key city of Sovereignetsk today. Yeah. So, you know what? They lost the war, but they're just living their life like everything's fine and dandy and cool. Come on, get the hell out of here. Crazy, huh? Yeah, and then I guess the Russian army will be deploying in Nicaragua for humanitarian operations. This one is really interesting. And so I was like, what the heck? It says, is this the beginning of a Red Dawn scenario? Probably not. The U.S. has already suffered a communist invasion from within, but the recent announcement by Daniel Ortega, the president of Nicaragua, that he will be allowing Russian troops, ships, and planes into the region for humanitarian operations will certainly upset the current mainstream narrative that Russia has been isolated from the the rest of the world by Western sanctions. I'm like, but, you know, in this article, it doesn't go on to say what those humanitarian operations will be. If I had no. to suspect, I would suspect that they're denazification operations. Humanitarian right. operations. Something that's yeah, in the best right. interest for the people. Right. Um, so, you know, it's really interesting to see Russia now partnering well, with people in Central America. Yeah, what Nicaragua said is actually really interesting. Yeah, so the uh, Nicaraguan state TV, where did it go? Um, Why don't you go ahead and... Yeah, Nicaraguan state TV said that, or they suggested that, quote, if U.S. missile systems can almost reach Moscow from Ukrainian territory, it's time for Russia to deploy something powerful closer to the U.S. cities. Oh, yeah. So basically they're saying that it's a strategic military point for Russia in this war against the United States. Wow. I really think it is, you know, and it'll be... This will be something that we'll want to keep our eye on and just be aware of because this oh, yeah. is kind of an interesting development. Yeah, onward here. Yeah. Um, this is uh, the advisory to the head of office of president of Volodymyr Zelensky. He said that being straightforward, to end the war, we need heavy weapons parity. They need a thousand howitzers, caliber 155 millimeters, 300 MLRS, 500 tanks, 
2,000 armored vehicles, 1,000 drones. Contact group of defense ministers meeting is held in Brussels on June 15th. We are waiting for a decision. Oh my gosh. They're asking for more weapons and, you know, shortly on the heels of that, I'm sure they'll ask for more money because we just keep sending whatever they ask for. It's ludicrous. Totally. Uh, what else? What else? Yeah, breaking. Retired U.S. Marine Corps General John Allen, president of the Brookings Institution, has resigned amid a federal investigation into whether he illegally lobbied on behalf of the wealthy Persian Gulf nation of Qatar. Um, I think this was kind of breaking over the weekend and stuff. I don't know a whole lot about it, but it says Allen's announcement came less than a week after uh, AP was first to report a new court filings that showed the FBI had seized his electronic data as part of the lobbying probe. Um, it'd be interesting to see kind of what side of the aisle he lies on as far as his political views, because um, if they're targeting him, I would suspect that it's because he uh, is conservative leaning. Hmm. Interesting. We'll watch it, but this certainly shows corruption. I think he maybe sits in the middle. It does. It's possible, and he might be extremely corrupt. But I do think that our government is at that point now, Framing where people. they're persecuting, they're persecuting um, people who go against their their political agenda. Very well, could be um, that could be the case. Yes, definitely. Uh, furthermore, Turkey. The Turkish president says Western countries cannot be trusted, especially when it comes to their politics. Wow, I wonder why he would say that. It's like, our, we had the most secure election in the world. I don't know why he would say right. that. I don't know. It's so suspicious. That was sarcasm. So it's really interesting. The heads of the Hydra are not getting along. No. We're, we're, we're really seeing a battle. You know, we've got to play our cards right. We've got to do this in the right way. And we have a really good chance of winning, but we're going to need to wait until they're at their absolute weakest um, before we have a chance. And so we can only hope that we're able to define that moment and take advantage of it. Um, there are people out there who have the capability of leading. I'm not one of those, um, but we have to hope that the the right leader you know presents himself her or herself at the right time and is able to lead this nation forward in a manner that is um that, that we all win right yeah for sure all right rocket man <laughs> Kim Jong-un expresses his full support for Putin amid Ukraine war. Imagine that. Uh, despite international condemnation for Moscow's ongoing invasion of Ukraine, North Korean leader Kim Jong-un expressed his full support for Russian President Vladimir Putin on Sunday. Look at this. I mean, that's it. <laughs> that's it. But that's the story. But look at this. I, his suit is so bad. Suit, yeah, it's really terrible. And especially when compared to Putin, it's even more terrible. Yeah, Putin it's has very a good suit. Those pants are just. Oh. <laughs> uh, this is it says the Russian people have. A, I think this is a quote by Kim Jong Un. Achieved great successes in accomplishing the just cause of defending the dignity and security of their country. 
while braving all sorts of challenges and hardships. Kim said this in a message to Putin on Russia Day, according to Pyongyang's official Korean Central News Agency. The Korean people extend full support and encouragement to them. I do find it interesting mm-hmm. um, that if you look back in time, right, Trump had Trump was the only U.S. president that I'm aware of recently that was allowed into that was allowed past a demilitarized zone in North Korea alone, alone. And um, even though, you know, things were were fairly calm and I think he had a good relationship with Putin and with Kim Jong-un, which most of the presidents in past histories haven't. So it kind of leads me back to that original theory that maybe the white hats, I guess, if you could call it that way, aren't are, the people, the players that we're seeing now that are uniting together, and you're starting to see more countries like Turkey and stuff kind of come together. Um, and you got China is not calling out Russia. They're doing the opposite. Um, now you've got North Korea. So they're really starting to kind of come together where right. it's more than just not condemning them. Oh, we're not going to condemn them. Now they're joining them, congratulating them, um, supporting them and stuff. So you start to see this kind of meld together more, which I find interesting. And the fact it that is. these people were all had fairly decent relationships with Donald Trump. Yeah, I think there is an alliance that had been formed, has been formed, that is forming. Maybe it was orchestrated by Donald Trump. It seems like it probably was. He was the president of peace, after all. No wars under his four mm-hmm. years that uh, they barely let him do anything in. I know. So. Um, but unfortunately, if I could just take that pessimistic and just shit all over the parade, although there is this, <laughs> hap- this is happening. Why did you do that? I think that, you know, yes, China and Russia appear to be trying to do the right thing and help people out and go against the cabal or one head of the Hydra. However, I think that they're they're they are also fractured into many pieces and that there are corrupt veins that run through both of their nations, including Turkey, including maybe even North Korea. I think maybe uh, North Korea is probably pretty tight, though. But I think that it's so dynamic that even let's say the White Hats win, the wars aren't going to stop because now it's going to be the winners against each other. Right. That's just how I look at it. That's just my theory. And you have to define winning, right? What is what does winning actually look like? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it looks like a total financial collapse and a reset of society as we know it, where good people get to live their lives how they see fit. Yeah. I don't I think we could all agree that we're not going back to what we consider normal. No, everything's gonna change. Yeah. So uh, you know, you have to define you have to define winning and i think this point it's not really definable yeah but doesn't point, mean that i don't think we're going to my point is like even if the enemy that we're all facing is destroyed there's going to be always Hardships. perpetual war yeah um you know so anyway um 
this was interesting. This is scary. El Salvador is arresting people in mass. It's a war on the people. El Salvador's mass arrests send thousands into despair. At least 38,000 people have been arrested under Nayib Bukele's draconic state of exemption. And there they are. Well, Terrifying. And does it talk about why they were arrested? Yeah, they're crooks. They're criminals. That's For why. What? It's bullshit. I don't think they're actually criminals. Uh, Only- my guess is that they were basically the equivalent of American conservatives. They say they're gang members. It's bullshit. I think it's bullshit. Well, that's what they're working towards here in the U.S. too, is considering us a gang, which is why only they're not calling it a gang. They're calling us extreme domestic terrorists, extremist domestic terrorists, right? Mm -hmm. So they're setting up this narrative all over the world, and that's how they justify rounding us all up. So... Don't think this can't happen in America because they're already setting it up to do that. There probably are some gang members in there, though. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. But I'm not saying that they're all 100% great citizens, but... It's scary. Yeah. It's very scary. I bet, given the opportunity to live just lives, 99% of these people sitting here would probably be just fine in a good, not sick community. Yeah. Um... Yeah, moving on. The UN warns billions could face devastating impact of food shortages in 2023. The UN? Uh, this says that food shortages likely due to Ukrainian conflict and high energy prices. Uh, <laughs> I don't necessarily agree with that. I of think course. a lot of, uh, you know, the food shortages that we're facing are a crisis that was created and perpetrated by the Biden administration and other corrupt governments throughout the world. They're not going to tell the whole truth, Andrea. <laughs> I know they're not. They have to say something, though, because we're not freaking stupid. Exactly. Well, and a lot of it has to do with the food prices are already high. Uh, Fertilizer prices are high. You've got shortages of everything, which drives those prices even higher. Um, Shipping costs because of fuel prices is, you know, there are um, truckers who are going out of businesses just left right there's and then you've got fuel shortages on top of it yeah and there's men that can't even get their feminine hygiene products i know i mean <laughs> you know the sad part i saw a thing I, I think, and this I, is kind of disturbing i said men but i think it went over your head okay go ahead no it didn't go over oh, my head okay <laughs> um what i was gonna say to that is there is a tampon shortage yeah and if more men would you know step up and get pregnant maybe there wouldn't be a tampon shortage so come on do your duty get yourself pregnant and stop using all our tampons i I did watch what (laughs) i did watch what is a woman last night yes really awesome and depressing um i knew it it's i don't think it's depressing to be a woman i find it kind of nice actually uh the documentary was really great yeah by matt walsh um yeah you know it's isn't it funny how we went from you know the feminist movement of the 1960s 1950s and 1960s um and probably even before then to this now anti-feminist movement that we're seeing where everybody can be a woman and everybody is a woman and you take away what it actually means to be a woman yeah women are like third class citizens and you have men our number one, of obviously, of course. Just kidding. But seriously, though, men are number one, trans people are number two, and women are number three. 
Yeah, because they're giving men more rights now than women have if those men classify themselves as women. Um, women. So my husband, we won't use my husband's example, some man, you know, just normal average man could identify as a woman, go into a woman's bathroom, take advantage of an actual woman that's in there. Yeah. And it's not a crime because I identify as a woman. Yeah, and it a lot of times it happens all the time. A lot of times it's children victims of these things. Yeah. Ugh, fucking sick. We all know what women are. It's an adult human female. Okay? And a man is an adult human male. That's yeah. it. That's that end of story. You know, if you thing. were if you were born with a penis, you were a man. If you were born with a vagina, you were a woman. I don't care what you do to those body parts after you were born with them. You can cut them off, turn them inside out, or sew them closed. You are still that person. Yeah. It doesn't change and, what you are. Um, this is a part they're trying. This is bad because they're targeting the children now. And mm-hmm. I don't want to get into it. But, yeah, they're trying to ruin society from the bottom up. Um, this, Great mental this, this is sterilization. This is psychological warfare. It's yeah. terrible. onward here. Do you want to take this one, Andrea? Sure. Actually, no, but why don't you go ahead and take this one? All right. Don't mind if I do. The FDA staff says Pfizer vaccine is effective, safe for young children. Final review is set for Wednesday. Oh my gosh. So I guess they had these studies that, oh, we have this information we want to put out there. Um, the earliest tests of vaccine data show efficacy of 80% in children under five. I haven't reviewed the data yet. All lies. But they said that they've had this for months. Mm. I saw people on Twitter like, why are you guys just releasing this now if you knew it was so safe? I want to jab my children. The FDA staff reviewer said Sunday that Pfizer bio and text COVID-19 vaccines were effective and safe for children's ages six months to four years. They announced their evaluation in briefing documents that did not state any new safety concerns related to the use of vaccines in young children. This breaks my heart. They're killing people this is disgusting um i want to see the study i don't know if it listed in this article or not does it i don't know but i'll have to do some more research um josh will probably want to talk about this tonight yeah definitely um all right so they're disgusting you guys they're moving with their shot clot shot agenda and they're targeting children yep so this next one comes with a little bit of a warning if you've got sensitive stomach it's not really anything gross but just putting it out there um exclusive shocking microscopy photos of blood clots extracted from those who suddenly died crystalline structures nanowires chalky particles and fibrous structures we're just going to kind of scroll through some of these photos this is what they're pulling out of humans that have died suddenly after getting the clot shot and so this looks like a microscope image Yes. So these are all microscopic images of things that have been magnified that they are pulling out of people. It says these clots are often referred to as blood clots, but they are nothing at all like normal clots. And they consist of far more than mere blood cells. Unlike normal clots, which are gelatinous, almost jelly-like, these so-called clots 
contain extremely large, complex, repeating structural, structural elements, all shown below, that are clearly being constructed in the blood of the victims who died from these clots. All of these clots were extracted from patients within a few hours of their death. These are not the result of post-mortem blood stasis. These are structures found in blood vessels and arteries. They are not congealed blood. And so you can see some of these. You can see the where they're actually growing and replicating on top of themselves. And keep in mind, too, one of the things that this article says is that... By magnifying this stuff 20 times, 500 times, 1,000 times, so on and so forth, they've they've looked at it under a microscope under such high power that if there were actual blood cells in them, you would be able to see the blood cells, and there aren't any. It's turning blood into something else? It is turning blood into something else. There are crystal-like structures that resist staining techniques and appear to show some sort of nanoscale clear crystalline structures, which would normally never appear in blood or clots. So these are structures that are actually growing. Some of them look like they have, that have grown wires. Yeah, um, it looks like plants. Right. Um, they have crystalline shapes and structures to them where you can see you can see if you look closely enough at it where it's replicated upon itself um what is causing this to do this right i'm not a scientist but um it says the following samples were stained with iodine and washed with ethyl alcohol this is a little further down says, if you do not realize where this came from, you might think this was a sample of beef jerky or a chicken nugget. In reality, all of this is clot tissue. Ew. This is it's right here. That was found inside blood vessels or arteries. As you can see, these are now in no way normal blood clots. They have structure and are fibrous. They are clearly being built by the body using protein synthesis instructions to create this large mass that nearly resembles muscle tissue. Yet it is being built inside the blood vessels. And it does. It really does look like muscle tissue, right? Yeah, it looks like beef jerky. Yeah. And the fact that there's crystalline structures growing on them, I think you can kind of see that in some of the photos that are coming up. This little black speck that's right there kind of in the middle of your screen, they um, blow that up even bigger. It full-on looks like metal. So this is really, really disturbing um, in the fact that um, this is what they're pulling out of people. And, and of course, it's not being reported on. You can't get, um, there's no lab that is going to do research on this stuff because they're immediately going to lose their funding and be shut down. So you've got independent labs and stuff that are looking at some of this stuff. You've got coroners who are questioning this stuff. None of it's being reported. Um, coroners have come out and said, there's been a lot of coroners that have come out and said that they cannot embalm people the same anymore because they can't push the embalming fluid through the deceased. That they have to go in and cut this material out in order to finish the process of embalming people and preparing them for their funerals 
and tell me that doesn't look like gold wire. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the hell that is. Yeah. It's weird. It's creepy. It's super disturbing. And this is what's killing people because it's literally cutting off the blood flow and blood circulation through their body. So sad. And this is what they're calling SADS, which is sudden adult death syndrome. And that's what they're reporting it as. It's, oh, they just died suddenly. We don't know why. Oh, my gosh. These pictures are fascinating. It really is. They're protein structures, they say. Yeah. All right, you guys. Holy mackerel. Stay safe. Stay healthy out there. Um, healthy young people are now dying in mass across Australia, and the corporate media still won't dare to mention vaccines because they're all complicit in the genocide. I feel um, so bad for because this was forced. Yeah, they're calling people. it forced. Oh, yeah, it was. They're calling it sudden adult death syndrome. SADS, which has taken the yeah. world by storm, not just Australia. Uh, because also, you know, the U.S. was coerced and uh, most of Europe was coerced and we're seeing mass death across the world, which is why we see this world war unfolding. Um, people under the age of 40 are now being urged to check their hearts, get their hearts checked as young people collapse after being coerced to take the jab. Um, much of the scientific community is ignoring the causes of SADS and SIDS to please their overlords. Yeah, sads my ass. Come on. You can't just make this... You can't make this shit up. No, you really can't. It's disturbing. Uh, last article. Do you want to read this one? Sure, why not? So, a report by German Parliament Expert Committee finds no evidence that lockdowns did anything. Um, They're trying to... Yeah, they're trying to perpetrate that. Oh well, we're fine. Oh no, a they're, few weeks ago, oh, they're trying to ahead. stop this report from coming out. Oh, so it says a few weeks ago, I wrote about attempts by Karl Lauterbach to delay the work of an expert committee with a mandate from the Bundestag to evaluate the effectiveness of lockdowns and other containment measures in Germany. Christian, excuse me, Drosten went so far as to resign from the committee and gave a rambling radio interview in which he complained that the evaluative body hadn't been granted enough time and they had been staffed with the wrong people. The whole controversy struck me as strange. Surely this was going to be some milk toast whitewash of the lockdowns. And so you had to wonder why Drosten and Lauterbach were even bothering. Well, I was wrong. The committee aren't preparing a whitewash at all. They are poised instead to issue a mostly honest report admitting that there is no evidence that the German containment has achieved anything. So what they're saying is that it didn't stop the spread of the virus. So this is, yeah, I see where you're going. The Sucha Zeitung has obtained a draft over their report, which is said to be released towards the end of this month. Their crack corona reporter, renowned hypochondriac schoolmarm and go to Eugipius villain, Christine, Christina Burnt is not pleased. It is fairly clear that the conclusions of the committee represent the quiet consensus of the post marked German political establishment. Its experts were appointed by the government and, Buddhist, and the Bundestag, with each political party being permitted a number of nominations proportional to their share of electoral representation. Politicians were given every opportunity, in other words, to ensure that the committee didn't arrive at any undesirable conclusions, of course. Corrupt. So they're going to basically come out and say, I'm guessing that 
um, the lockdowns didn't do anything to prevent the spread of the virus and they shut down the economy and killed small businesses for nothing. Yeah. And they don't want to, they don't want that information to come out. So. And someone on Facebook asked, what do we do? What do people that, what do people do that got shots? What do they do to get rid of these things? You know, and... there's, I don't, I'm not a doctor, obviously. Yeah. I know that there are some people on the social red pill app. If you're a part of that, I rec- or if you're not a part of that, I recommend joining it. There's been a lot of information shared on there about different things that you can do to reverse this. Um, yeah. And All counteract I've... some of it. We I don't, don't know. know how legitimate any of it is. Yeah. But I would recommend, if nothing else, Go on the social red pill, look at some of this information, do some research on your own. At least that'll get you pointed in the right direction and make the determination for yourself. The only thing I've heard, and I don't know, I'm not a doctor, not medical advice, but we don't know. Nobody knows. And all I've been told by doctors and stuff that are aware of what the hell's going on is that people are just recommending the normal regimen um to stay healthy against coronavirus coronaviruses and just the normal regimen to staying healthy in general is the same thing you're going to want to do if you've been exposed to these mrna therapies so that's the best we could do that's all we know right now until more research is done and we know what the hell actually this stuff is but unfortunately there's not a lot of research being done by anybody at least not that's public because of the fact that you just get shut down when you start researching this stuff because they're pushing a narrative and they're pushing an agenda and that agenda is genocide yeah and they killed a lot of the good doctors you know obviously the best thing that you can do is avoid getting it but for those it does seem to be that um the more shots you get the worse things get for you um, so people who have only received one of these jabs is um, healing less likely to suffer the consequences of somebody who is like triple jabbed or quadruple jabbed. Um, so it's really hard to say, but it, I think it affects everybody differently too. So that factors obviously into things. And then you've got, was there genetic targeting in any of this stuff? And do your genetics play a role in how it affects? There's so many different things that you have to look at from this aspect that I don't think there's a, a good answer for any of it, unfortunately, other than to stay away from it. Um, you know, you've got to kind of look at it and, and people who, at least in the U.S., where it wasn't forced I mean, people may have been coerced into taking it, but they weren't held down and forcibly given this, right? Um, They still had, on some level, a freedom of choice because you can, you you know, even if you're put in a position of your job forcing you to, you still have the option of quitting your job. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, Josh talked about a lot of this stuff with Dr. Judy Mikovits. A couple on a couple occasions. So if you go back to the archives over on Rumble or wherever you watch uh, our show, you can find those conversations. She is probably one of the most forthcoming experts on the subject. Yeah. 
And there's been other doctors and stuff on there too that Josh has had on that he's interviewed that have given different suggestions um, based on their knowledge of things. You know, I don't know that any of us can say for certain, and certainly I can because I'm not a doctor. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm my my the closest I get to medical anything is the fact that I'm a mom. <laughs> so I'm a boo boo fixer. <laughs> I don't know. But right. just you know, try to stay safe and you know, make the best decisions for your health that you can make. And remember that at this point in time, your health is still in your hands, even if you feel like you're being coerced into doing something. Oh my gosh. It's so fucked up. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, that's all the news we have for the day. Thank you, Andrea, for... Of course, and I didn't flood out, so yay, uh, yay me. Yeah, hopefully, I know, keep in touch. Let us know how things are going um, as the day goes on. Um, Hopefully that's the worst of it. Um, Thank you all for joining us. I'm sorry, do you have something? No, I said I hope so. (laughs) That's the worst of it. Oh my gosh, what a nightmare. Uh, But... Thank you all for joining us. We will be live tonight with the Daily Dose at 5.30 p.m. Pacific, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time with Joshua Reed. So please tune in tonight to catch that. Um, we'll basically get to see what the <laughs> where we're at tonight with all this stuff and more. Much, much more of the unfolding global conspiracy. So make sure you tune in. Um, what else have we got? What else have we got? I guess uh, if people want to support, you could go to redpills.tv slash go and donate to the uh, Red Pill Project. That is uh, redpills.tv slash go. By going there, you are supporting decentralized news and media. We are funded by our wonderful Red Pill family, the viewers, from utilizing our sponsors, direct donations, and by subscribing on our favorite website, www.socialredpill.com. You could sign up for free. It's a social network, or you could sign up for six or ten bucks, or five ninety nine, or ten ninety nine. I think it is. Um, and yeah. we're in the process of you know redoing our website too to make that more that make it more user friendly and easier to find some of that stuff for you guys. So yeah, but easy. they can't find it at www.socialredpill.com, and you guys could uh, <laughs> sign up for free there. Or pick a subscription if you want to support us on a monthly basis. Or get a two-week free trial. Um, and ch- try it out and get a little bit of the extra stuff that we do here every week. Um, we appreciate all of you guys who do support us continuously. Um, thank you so much. Uh, Andrea, do you have any last things for the tail end of the show here? I don't think so. You Just had that great to... quote. Keep on pushing. Never give up. Just keep on pushing. Keep on pushing. We... Um... It doesn't have to be pretty or graceful. You just have to keep going. No. I am really embracing being an asshole lately, and it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) No, my, just ask my kid. (laughs) Oh, no. Um, (laughs) He loves his mama, (laughs) and his mama loves him. (laughs) Oh, my gosh, life. Life just be like that. Uh, Thank you, Summer, for the diamond and the ice cream. We appreciate it, and we are happy to see you. Um, thank you, everybody. Thank you, Randy. Thank you, everybody who tuned in. We yeah, appreciate Randy it. Randy says, being... "Keep on rowing." <laughs> I may oh have my god! Yeah, you. right. But uh, Left Maryland also donated a dollar. Thank you so much, Left Maryland. We greatly appreciate that. So much support. Uh, great show as always. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you so much. Appreciate it. You guys, uh, I think I 
Oh no, we're good. You guys rock. Thank you so much. We'll be back again. All right, every day this this week this week, Monday through Friday. So tune in to Morning Coffee with Andrea and Vince, and uh, we'll get through this week, and we'll have a great weekend. So everybody, take care. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you to Vader. Take care, everybody. Thank you, Andrea. You're the best. Let's do this. Thanks. How are you? It's Monday. Let's go. All right. Bye, guys. Goodbye. <laughs>